The Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association teaches sheriffs they don't have to enforce laws they think are unconstitutional, even though that's not how our democracy works. Lewis County Sheriff Mike Carpinelli is a member. And Fulton County's sheriff, just west of Saratoga Springs, was invited, but he declined. I think that some of the leadership in some of these places are too extreme. I don't want my name to be attached to that message. Sheriff Rich Giardino wrestles with being a part of far-right groups on today's Story of the Day. Support for Story of the Day comes from Claxton Hepburn Medical Center, dedicated to providing patient care and regional services to the people of St. Lawrence County. ClaxtonHepburn.org. Hey, I'm David Summerstein. It's Thursday, January 18th. Here are reporters Emily Russell and Zach Hirsch with episode three of our podcast on far-right extremism in the North Country, If All Else Fails. Hey, come on. Hey, sir. I'm Rich. I'm Zach. Nice to meet you. This is my colleague, Emily. Good to meet you. Thank you. We met up with the sheriff of Fulton County, New York, on a late summer afternoon. His office is in Johnstown, just south of the Adirondacks. Uh, place is a mess. I apologize. It's a working office. Oh, no problem. No problem. Okay, so... Rich Giardino's office is overflowing with papers and little knickknacks. Giardino is a lifelong Republican, but he has action figures of Bill and Hillary Clinton on his desk. He told us the Clintons were a gift he got as a joke. There's also a retro campaign sign in Giardino's office. It's from back when he ran for district attorney. Giardino likes to talk about his career. He jokes he has quite the ego. I'm the only one in state history that's been a DA, a judge, and a sheriff. We're here to talk to Giardino about incidents of far-right extremism that have happened recently in his county, like white supremacist, anti-government stuff. We also knew Giardino was a member of Protect America Now, a far-right constitutional sheriff's group. People who study anti-government movements say the group is radicalizing sheriffs across the country. Then, just a few days before our interview, this happened. Authorities in Fulton County tonight are searching for several people who committed a crime with spray paint canisters in their hands and hate in their hearts. A Black Lives Matter sign was vandalized with swastikas and the N-word in red spray paint. This roadside vandalism in rural Fulton County is a reminder that no community is immune from the reality of racial bias. Yes, I heard voices. That's reporting from WNYT Local News. Giardino described the incident as mean-spirited, but says his office didn't investigate it as a hate crime. He says it was either people, quote, getting drunk who maybe have racist views, or it was just kids. I honestly believe right now we believe they're kids on four-wheelers. You know, I don't believe it's an organized white supremacist group or, or any organized group. It wasn't the first time something like that had happened here. In 2017 and again in 2020, there were reports of Ku Klux Klan activity in the area. But again, Giardino kind of downplayed that. He said it was probably just a group from out of town trying to get a rise out of people. It was not only our community. There were some in other counties around us. There were some in some villages in the city and people were writing KKK meeting or support the KKK. But that was like, it was a blurp on the screen and it was gone. But then something else happened. In 2022, an alleged neo-Nazi was caught planning to rob a bank just down the road from Giardino's office. The sheriff described that case as really serious and scary. 
But Giardino told us he doesn't see far-right extremism as a systemic issue in Fulton County. When we have incidents, it's like one or two, frankly, nut jobs. Giardino isn't saying far-right extremism doesn't exist. He just thinks of it as more of an occasional lone wolf thing. And he says it's nowhere near a local issue like drug overdoses or mental health. But that was very different from what we heard from the State Division of Homeland Security and Emergency Services Commissioner Jackie Bray. I simply disagree with this sheriff. It's a total false choice to say one thing is a, is a greater threat than another thing. Law enforcement has to walk and chew gum all the time. And there is not a county in the state that doesn't have a challenge with extremism. As we heard about the different incidents in Fulton County and how Giardino characterizes them, we couldn't help but wonder if his mindset had anything to do with the elephant in the room. The fact that Giardino himself was part of a far-right group with an anti-government agenda. So I finally brought it up. Can you tell us about Protect America Now? I'm a, I was a member of Protect America Now. I think I still am. The people who brought me and asked me to join, I knew. It didn't trigger any red flags. I look at it as Protect America Now. It makes sense. Protect America. The, the few people I know from this are not extremists. I mean, they're loud. They're vocal. But it's about the borders and it's about the crossings and the drugs and the guns. It's a problem across the country and not just down south. Far-right extremism is thriving in small, rural communities across the country, gaining support from mainstream voters and local law enforcement. There have been real efforts to recruit amongst domestic extremist groups from law enforcement, including law enforcement leadership. And that's something we have to grapple with as a state and as a country. We're looking into extremist groups and militia movements in upstate New York, why they're drawing support, and what kinds of threats they pose at a pivotal moment for the United States. This is If All Else Fails from North Country Public Radio. I'm Zach Hirsch. And I'm Emily Russell. Before we hear more about Sheriff Rich Giardino, here's some background on Protect America Now. The group was formed after the 2020 presidential election by Mark Lamb, a sheriff from Arizona. Our borders are overrun. Crime is taking over our cities, and progressives want to take our guns. America's sheriffs are the last line of defense, and we refuse to lose hope. That's why we started... In this ad, Lamb is wearing a tactical vest and a big cowboy hat. According to its website, the goal of Protect America Now is to, quote, build a coalition of patriots. Together, we are fighting back against the liberal takeover. We are calling out the ridiculous lies in the fake news, and we are pushing back against an overreaching government that wants to make America less safe, less secure, and less free. Protect America Now amplified false claims of widespread voter fraud after the 2020 election. It also teamed up with another group called True the Vote that spreads election conspiracy theories. Protect America Now is also staunchly anti-immigrant, often portraying migrants as potential threats. Chuck Tanner is with the Institute for Research and Education on Human Rights, a social justice group tracking white nationalism. Tanner says the most alarming thing about groups like Protect America Now is that they use law enforcement to promote extremist ideologies. 
when you look at the constellation of things that these groups are mobilizing around, you're looking at pushing a far-right agenda through policing, plain and simple. Tanner says Protect America Now is also part of the constitutional sheriff's movement. There's a lot of overlap with the other major group in that movement, the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, which we heard about in the previous episode. Tanner says Protect America Now is slightly softer in its rhetoric. The group appeals to a wider audience, focusing on generic issues that a lot of conservatives care about. A secure border, drug trafficking, things like that. Pete Kurtz-Glovis is with the Polarization and Extremism Research and Innovation Lab at American University. Protect America Now doesn't take as hardline a stance on these issues, and because of that, it can be a little bit more appealing to the general public. But at the end of the day, both of these groups are pushing the same idea, the same concept that the sheriff is the ultimate authority in the United States. That is where the real threat is. Law enforcement members in the Constitutional Sheriff's Movement believe they can decide what is and isn't constitutional. That's played out in recent years in upstate New York, where sheriffs have refused to enforce certain laws. Protect America Now has 75 members listed on its website, all county sheriffs from across the U.S., including two from New York. That day we were in his office in September, Fulton County Sheriff Rich Giardino was one of those two sheriffs. Did I send you my, let me send you my bio so you have, oh, yeah. I mean, this isn't something. To understand Rich Giardino's ideology, it's helpful to know about his legal background. Giardino went to Albany Law School and served as a district attorney and later a county judge. His nameplate from back when he was a judge is still hanging on the inside of his office door. It's that legal experience that Giardino leans on as sheriff when it comes to his interpretation of the law. My positions are always based on my education, my training, having written decisions about constitutionality. If I believe it's unconstitutional, I will not enforce it or I will not put sources onto it to enforce it. In 2020, Giardino said he would not enforce a state-mandated 10-person limit on holiday gatherings during the pandemic. He's also pushed back on a state gun law that passed in 2022, the Concealed Carry Improvement Act, saying it, quote, unfairly targets law-abiding citizens. If we stopped you and you're Price Chopper and you've got your gun on and Price Chopper doesn't allow guns, we're not going to arrest you. We're going to say, look, the law changed. You can't bring your gun in there. It's got to be in a lockbox in your car. So I have a tremendous amount of discretion. Other sheriffs around New York State have said the same thing about that new gun law. And prosecutors and police do use discretion all the time. But Giardino seems to take the idea of discretion further, deciding what is and isn't constitutional. I take a position based on my personal opinions. Where I live is pretty conservative, moderate. I think most of the people who support me, whether they agree with me or not, like the fact that at least I take a position. This is what worries top security officials and experts when local police rely on their own personal interpretation of the law when deciding what to enforce. Because in our system of government, lawmakers make the laws. Law enforcement's job is to enforce the law. I would like to know when he was appointed to the Supreme Court, because if not, that is genuinely outside of the scope of his duties as a lawyer or as a sheriff. That's Rachel Goldwasser. She's a senior analyst with the Southern Poverty Law Center. 
Obviously, there is some level of discretion within uh, prosecutors' offices, et cetera. What I hear is that I'm not actually going to be doing my job. Our interview with Sheriff Giardino lasted more than two hours. And in that time, we learned that Giardino is in more of a gray area when it comes to the constitutional sheriff's movement. It's clear the Constitution is important to Giardino. His interpretation of that document drives a lot of what he does. But Giardino does draw a line. He doesn't think being a local sheriff gives him some almighty power, his words. He actually describes that idea embraced by many constitutional sheriffs as extreme. Giardino says he was actually asked to join the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, but he said no. I mean, I like the concept of constitutional sheriffs. It sounds good, right? It sounds like, yeah, we're there for the Constitution. But if they go too far, or if they have members who go too far, then it doesn't take much to tarnish the whole organization. And you can't make a distinction. He says he also turned down an invitation to join the Oath Keepers militia. But Protect America Now didn't seem to cross a line for Giardino. That might be because he was recruited by someone he knows and respects, Sheriff Mike Lewis from Maryland. Mike said, hey, you know, I'm going to nominate you for this Protect America Now. It's a group of sheriffs and, you know, we need a strong voice in New York. Were you aware that along with the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, they're like considered the other big constitutional sheriffs sort of ideology group? I am not that aware of in-depth. It didn't trigger any red flags because the, the portions of it that I reviewed and the online research I did, everything and everything I was sent has to do with the borders, drugs, guns, and crime. Yeah. So I, I, I'm now, when you guys leave, I'm going to go nuts on it. But I don't. We told Giardino what we knew about the group, specifically how the Southern Poverty Law Center labels it extreme. They were concerned with both CSPOA and Protect America Now. <laughs> they felt like they were kind of part of the same ecosystem of like anti-government extreme type groups. I didn't, what you're telling me is news to me. So I didn't know about this. Morally safer. Yeah. 60 minutes. <laughs> Sitting behind his desk, Sheriff Giardino seemed genuinely concerned, at least with the optics of being connected to a group like Protect America Now. But about a month after our interview, his photo was still on the membership page. So we called him back. Giardino said he thought about it some more and told us the group still didn't cross a line for him. I, I do think that the Protect America Now has specific reasons and objectives, and most of those I agree with that have been published and that I've heard spoken of. Uh, if there's some radical element that I don't know about, um, I can't speak to that. I just know what I know about, you know? It, it, it sounds confusing. But the day after that phone call, he texted us. He said he looked into it a little further, and he said, quote, There are more connections with the constitutional sheriffs than I was previously aware of, and some of the statements of some board members are troubling to me and not in line with my beliefs. It's worth noting that we had several long follow-up conversations with Giardino. He was generous and open with us throughout our reporting. 
While Giardino said he supports Protect America Now's stance on border issues, and he echoed some of the group's rhetoric about, quote, drugs and criminals flowing into the country, ultimately, Giardino said he was withdrawing his name from the group immediately. Your insistent questioning caused me to dig deeper, Giardino said in his text. Thanks for bringing this to my attention. Giardino's photo is still on the group's website, but it looks like they haven't made many updates in about a year. We reached out to Protect America Now and never heard back, but we have a copy of Giardino's email to Mark Lamb. In that email, Giardino said he was resigning from Protect America Now, but he doesn't condemn or denounce the group. In fact, he said he'll continue to support efforts to strengthen border protection. The experts we spoke with for this story said they were glad to hear that Giardino left Protect America Now. But if his ideology remains the same, they wondered if it even really matters. And they said there's a cautionary tale here about how easily a person can be recruited into a larger movement before they have all the facts. Here's Pete Kurtz-Glovis, again from American University. It's easy, right? You hear there's a group that wants to endorse you, that wants to back you. The name Protect America Now does not scream concern. But at the end of the day, these are groups that are pushing their own political agenda, and they're trying to do so by having sheriffs carry out their agenda. The constitutional sheriffs are still recruiting here in New York and across the country. They're still pushing conspiracy theories about election security and a far-right interpretation of the Constitution. Experts say they have real concerns that sheriff's groups and other far-right groups will play a role in undermining trust in the upcoming presidential election. For North Country Public Radio, I'm Zach Hirsch. And I'm Emily Russell. This story is part of our podcast on far-right extremism called If All Else Fails. You can listen to all the episodes right now by subscribing to the podcast. Just go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen and search for If All Else Fails. Or go to ncpr.org slash If All Else Fails. We have more North Country news all the time at ncpr.org. Music today by the Saranac Project of Saranac Lake. I'm David Summerstein, North Country Public Radio.